So the Pittsburgh Penguins played New Jersey Tuesday night and won 7-6 in the third. And you, what you might be thinking right now is, wow, that's a high-scoring game. And yeah, that's one thing. But how did the score become 7-6 is really the question there. At the end of the second period, the Penguins led the Devils 6-0. It was 6-0 Pittsburgh at the end of the second. In the third period, the Devils come out and they score three straight goals to make it 6-3 Pittsburgh. Then Crosby scores a goal for the Penguins a few minutes later to make it 7-3. And the Devils score three goals in the last few minutes and almost scored at the end to tie it up at 7. And Getzel dove in front of a shot for the Penguins. The Penguins then became the first team in NHL history to win a game where they got outscored by five or more goals in the third period. Every other team who's done that before is 0-279 and 0. So, they broke that record, I guess. That's a positive way of looking at it. Jari stunk for the Minnets in the third. And of course, he's starting again tonight because the Penguins coach Mike Sullivan is too loyal. And Jari's in net as the Penguins once again host the Devils. Um, which I was hoping they'd put the Smith in net. So, we've taken a long break on here. I guess nine days, I think it is, from last Tuesday was our last episode. So, you're, on the, you're listening to the Dylan Farley podcast for the first time in a while. And, um, yeah, so we're just going to kind of dive right into it here today. We can't really rely on the NHL trade deadline for the opening monologue like we have every other episode so far, because it's long done. So... We are going right into what we need to do first before we get into the good stuff. Deep thought of the day right here. And now, Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. Contrary to what most people say, the most dangerous animal in the world is not the lion or the tiger or even the elephant. It's a shark riding on an elephant's back, just trampling and eating everything they see. So that is our deep thought of the day right there. Um, you know, I like those things. I haven't listened to them in a long time, so they're really good. Um, yeah, now you know what comes next. Ken Jennings is the host of this Final Jeopardy of the Day, just from January 26th of this year. Pop music is the category. Will it be as fun as it sounds? Let's find out. Contestants, here's your clue. First released as a single in 1982, this song was re-released and charted again 17 years later. And 17 years after that. 30 seconds. Good luck. what year the first re-release was would really have helped you here. We'll start in the end with Gabriella Kaufman, who had $8,800. She wrote down, Like a Virgin. No, that's not the song. It'll drop you down $3,700 to $5,100. Now to Stephen Newman in the middle. Which pop song did he think of? 
1999 by Prince, that's correct. Re-released for the year 1999, and then again in 2016 when Prince passed. So you'll be adding $2,500, bringing you to $17,900. It all comes down to whether Brian Chang got this correct or not. What was his response? What is 1999? He will be adding how much? 9,201. 30,801 and a six-day total of $147,304. We'll find out if you can add to that tomorrow. Thank you for watching Jeopardy and thank you, Alex. So that's pretty much it for our episode things we need to do. Um, we're going to go now into what happened in Columbus a couple days ago. Um, the same day that Derek Chauvin, the cop who allegedly murdered George Floyd in Minneapolis last May, was convicted guilty on second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter, which you can't have three charges on one murder, especially those three, which would each be their own individual murder. You can't charge somebody for one murder for two murders. Because he didn't murder two people. George Floyd wasn't two people. He was one person. And George Floyd is the only one he supposedly killed. So when you're charged with two counts of murder for killing one person, that makes no sense. But um, Derek Chauvin has appealed the verdict in court, saying that it was influenced by the public and influenced by civil settlement because of the leader of Black Lives Matter literally saying that they would take to the streets and pretty much just burn down America like they did last summer if Derek Chauvin was found not guilty. So I think they just kind of tried to throw on every charge they could to make sure that didn't happen. But on the same day as that, Makia Bryant, a 16-year-old girl in Columbus, was killed by a cop, a white cop, of course, so suddenly everybody has to care. And she had almost stabbed a girl when the cop showed up and had just, when the cop was right there with a gun in his hand, pointing it at her, she threw another girl onto a car and was looking like she was about to stab her as she was holding a knife and pulling it back towards her while holding her, while pinning her to the car pretty much. So the cop fired and killed Makia Bryant. And Makia Bryant's neighbor, who was right there on that driveway, said that the officer had no option but to shoot. Um, in the nine one one called, um, a, in the nine one one call, a girl called and said that her grandma was being attacked by a girl with a knife, which was Makia Bryant. And that the cops had to get there right away, which it got there moments later, and the cop shot her because she was about to kill somebody. And LeBron tweeted, You're next, in capital letters, to that cop in Columbus. And that tweet was later taken down, but like, whoa, that's a... People were saying that sounded like a bit of a threat. But Nike, his sponsor... And the NBA, they were they didn't say anything after LeBron tweeted that, although he ended up deleting it. So can you say LeBron is good for doing that? No. He's good for doing that, but he's not good. So we leave that there. The Las Vegas Raiders NFL team, um, they tweeted 
uh, photo saying, I can breathe with the date, April 20th, under what they had said. And for some reason, that caused backlash. I don't know what was the problem with that. I mean, sure, it was a bit cringeworthy, but I mean, saying I can breathe, like, you obviously get the significance there. That was after Derek Chauvin was um, deemed guilty for murder. They said, I can breathe, because when George Floyd was allegedly being murdered, he was saying, I can't breathe. And that was very famously what he was saying as he was dying. And the Raiders tweeted, I can breathe, because it was kind of like, you know, you can, you get it. Like, it's kind of like they haven't been able to breathe since this happened, but now that Chauvin's guilty, they can just kind of breathe and it's past them now. It's kind of like, but yeah, the Raiders faced a face backlash for that tweet, and I'm not sure why, but um, the owner of the team said in a public statement that he took responsibility for the tweet and that it wasn't being taken down. So I don't know why it would be. It's stupid that it would be taken down. Staying on the NFL track here, um, the league announced that they were going to be changing the jersey number rules for the league. Um, so defensive linemen and offensive linemen, their numbers don't really change. But defensive backs, uh, running backs, and receivers and tight ends can all wear numbers from 1 to 49 anywhere. So you can wear single-digit numbers now. So like something that has been triggered by this is Juju Smith-Schuster, a wide receiver who unfortunately re-signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the offseason, which we're still in the midst of, although it was back when free agency was happening in the NFL. Juju re-signed in Pittsburgh for one year, and he said, should I switch to the number 9 on Twitter yesterday? He said that. Um, instead of his jersey number 19, because he wore 9 in USC when he played college. So now he's able to do that. Tom Brady said that it was a dumb rule. Um, that was just a couple hours ago he said that to the public. Um, yeah, it is dumb. You don't want to see, like, oh, here goes Le'Veon Bell to the end zone, touchdown, the running back, number 2. I mean, you don't you don't want to hear that, really. I'm Like, I'm going to be honest. I don't want a running back wearing number two or number six. That's a quarterback. Because if I see somebody wearing five lining up behind the quarterback, I'm going to be like, which one's the quarterback here? If, yeah, I don't know. The rule's a bit weird, but the league said it, and they are trying to change some rules. They're running an experimental rule for this coming season. um, And it's about onside kicks. So... What they have essentially done is they're trying to give the kicking team a better chance at recovering onside kicks because even though a lot of teams do that in close games, I mean it's you it doesn't hardly it hardly ever works, really. Um but yeah, so there's just gonna be less players able to line up within twenty five yards of the of where the ball is kicked from. And uh they hope that gives the kicking team a better chance at recovering their own kick so yeah we'll see how that plays out the Colorado Avalanche since well the last time I ran an episode I said that they had one positive case that ended up leading to a few of their games postponed I'm not sure when they are supposed to be back but it should be at some point soonish I don't know they play tonight yeah they play 
this evening at 8 p.m. That's less than four hours away. So they are going to be back on the ice tonight for their first game back since they went off just for a few games. They It was probably just a week ago their game started getting postponed. So, you know, not really anything to be afraid of or anything. It, it was just a few cases. They've gotten over it, it seems like. So they should be good to go for tonight. Um, and the National Hockey League, they also announced that they hope to start next season on October 12th which would be when they would probably start it normally, or maybe the Wednesday before that, but usually it's started on the first Wednesday of October. This, I'm pretty sure, will be the second Wednesday of October. Um, so the league planning to start their season then, that's been their plan all along. The Stanley Cup would be expected, the latest possible date for it to be awarded was July 15th before the season, but then they extended the regular season an extra week to put postponed games in there, like especially for the Vancouver Canucks, who just played their first game back from a very long postponement, one that has lasted since March 31st. They played the Toronto Maple Leafs for their first two games back and beat them both times, and I was happy to see that because I don't like Toronto. When you live near Toronto, you either love them or you hate them because if you don't like the Leafs, you hear everybody talking about them and saying how good they are, and you say to those Leaf fans, are you stupid? The team doesn't win. Like, what the heck? And you might say, oh, well, they're winning this year. No, they're not. And we talked about that a couple episodes ago, that they'll never be able to compete with a team in the U.S. coming out of there. I mean, the other night, Adam Brooks was their third-line center. You're saying, who's Adam Brooks? My point proven right there. They won't win a Stanley Cup, their third-line center being Adam Brooks. Jeff Carter is better than the, a lot better than Adam Brooks. Like, a lot better. You've heard of Jeff Carter. You haven't heard of Adam Brooks. But Jeff Carter is a lot better than Adam Brooks. And Penguins fans are still questioning, is he good enough for a third-line center? Because he might not be to try to win a Stanley Cup. You don't know. But it really is. Like, you do need a good third-line center if you're going to win a Cup. And you can't do that with Adam Brooks. Although Kerfoot would usually be their third-line center. He's on the second line right now with Tavares. A Nylander because Zach Hyman is hurt after the hit from Alexander Edler's Sunday, which Edler was suspended two games for. Um, so yeah, training camps next season expected to open September 22nd. This is all hopeful. It's not guaranteed. Um, they don't know what'll happen. They don't know what the draft or free agency date or award NHL award date or any of that stuff is. But um. You know, keep an eye on that, because it's interesting to keep an eye on. Um, So, I was going to talk about the what's going on with the European Super League or whatever. I don't follow soccer at all, thankfully. God, thank, thank God I don't follow soccer, because nobody wants to follow soccer. Um, But yeah, so there's been something going on with the European Super League, being with teams withdrawing or something. I don't know what's happening. But, um... Yeah, if you really do care, if you know what's happening and you think other people will care, then um, get a hold of me via Twitter or Instagram or email. Um, you can tweet or DM me at the at the Dylan F podcast, or you can email me the Dylan Farley podcast at outlook.com and we can have you come on the podcast via just probably a phone call or something. And you can just kind of explain what's going on right now with the European Super League because I know nothing about it. All I know is these good clubs that were always in the 
playoffs or whatever they're called over there, now they have to qualify for them and everything, so it's a lot more of a pain in the butt to them. Um, in Major League Baseball, Bo Bichette, who is a young prospect, short, well, not prospect, but young, he's going to be good, really good at some point, shortstop for the Toronto Blue Jays, so a lot of my listeners would know. He had a home run over the Green Monster in Boston the other night, and it landed right where his parents met. So what are the odds of that, really? You're you're really wondering, aren't you? Um, but yeah, he launched a towering home run over the Green Monster, and it actually went out of Fenway Park and onto Lansdowne Street Tuesday night. And um, the home run ball landed near a building that once housed Gold's Gym. Back in 91, seven years before Bo Bichette was born, his dad was in town on the Milwaukee Brewers and was in that gym, and that's where he met his future wife and Bo Bichette's future mother, Mariana. So, um, yeah, it was the Red Sox radio announcer who first shared the story on air Tuesday, and afterwards the Blue Jays were able to get the ball back for Bo Bichette, who signed a few baseballs for the folks who found it. So, um, yeah, what a story that is. Like, what are the odds of that, though, really? And what are the odds that his parents even met, even meet, like, right outside a ballpark at all to start with to even have him hit that home run in front of where they met? I don't know. But say he broke a window on that place or something, if I owned whichever place was in that location now, if I were a Jays fan, then that window would never be replaced. It would just be an open hole in the wall, which means I'd get broken into a lot. But who cares? Because then I have a broken window. I don't know why I said I would want to do that. I would never want to. I don't care if I am a Jays fan. Jays fans suck. No offense to like every listener I have who follows baseball. but uh, Max Scherzer, he's a starting pitcher for the... Washington Nationals. Um, he is, well, his name is a popular name, apparently, in MLB Trade Talk. And you may be wondering, what? I've even heard of Max Scherzer. I, that, he must be good if I've heard of him. Yeah, he is good. And he's, I don't know, there's trade talk around his name, so that's kind of crazy. I mean, there's not really that many big trades in the MLB, and you might see one this season. Before the trade deadline, which is a long ways away, so there's plenty of time for that to happen. It's like at the end of July or something, somewhere around there. It's after the All-Star game, like just after. So, but yeah, keep an eye on Max Scherzer talk, because apparently that could be escalating a little bit, because he's a good pitcher. Teams will have to give up a lot to get him. That's the problem. But in baseball, there's really not... Technically, there's a salary cap, but not really. You just like pay more money if you're over the cap, which a lot of teams just do. But if you're a small market team like Oakland or Tampa, you don't have that money really. So, um, it's gonna be a big market team that ends up with them. I don't know who it would be really, and there hasn't actually been much trade talk yet about um Scherzer. So we'd have to see what di- what would happen with that. So, um, yeah, just keep an eye on that, you know. That puts a halt to our sports talk for today. So, um, yeah, 
we did not get sponsors, and this is so devastating. I mean, we are losing money left, right, and center here. And even from behind us, there's so many directions you could go, and we're losing money from every single one of them. There are a lot more directions to the left, right, center, and behind you. And we're losing money from every single one of them because we can't get sponsors. Stupid government website. I don't know. That's People are mad about the website not existing that we had sponsored us in our second episode. Um, but yeah, Twitter's been labeling it the Pocklet Incident. And it's kind of crazy. One other thing I wanted to talk about, actually, I just remembered. There is a sports website in Pittsburgh. Um... I can't remember what they're called. I heard this story earlier on a Pittsburgh Peng- on a Pittsburgh radio show. It's about the Penguins and the Steelers, kind of. Sometimes the Pirates, although nobody there really cares about them anymore because they're not doing that good, quite frankly. But, um, yeah, it is a sports website in Pittsburgh. And they said that people were making fun of baseball players for not hustling to ground balls. And they said that's racist because when you're making fun of people for hustling to ground balls, you're, you're quote, obviously generalizing to a specific race group. Oh, yeah. When I say you hustle for that ball, oh, I don't mean Colin Moran. I mean Key Brian Hayes. Those are two Pirates players. Colin Moran's white and Key Brian Hayes is black. And if I tell Key Brian Hayes to hustle for a ground ball, that's racist. Even if, no matter whether he was moving for the ground ball or not, he could have been standing still. And if I say run and pick up the ground ball, just sitting still five feet in front of you and throw it to first to get the guy out. I'm racist because I'm generalizing that black people are bad at sports. I don't know. But I don't know why that's racist though when they say this is racist. I mean, that what has happened to the world? I've asked that question so many times in the past year or so. What the heck has happened to planet Earth? I mean, it's It's crazy. The United States especially. It's crazy. There are riots every night because people are killed by cops for crimes that you should be. Like, when you're about to stab somebody, the cops kind of have to shoot you. So yeah, I mean, rioting's a bit extreme. And people don't riot when there's white people killed by cops. And there's a lot more white people killed by cops every year in the U.S. than there are black people. So they ignore those facts, though. Only black people are killed in the U.S. by cops because that's all you care about. That's all we riot about. That's all BLM cares about. That's all the Democratic Party cares about. Ooh, I've gone political. Can't do that. All right. Um, But yeah, so that's going to stop us for today before I go on too much of a rant and you end up getting mad at me. So yeah, here's our outro. Spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes are So that's going to do it for us today Episode 5 of the Dylan Farley Podcast Today's date is... um. Okay, let me check because I don't know. April 22nd, Thursday, April 22nd, 2021. Um, 
And in case you're wondering why I'm not talking about something that just recently happened when you're listening to this, it's 4.45 p.m. Eastern right now, so it might not have happened yet. Um, the reason I have to say that is because somebody said last time, why didn't you bring this up? And I said, because I did my episode before that. And they said, no, but I listened to it the next morning. Like, yeah, good for you. I didn't film it the next morning. Not film, tape it the next morning. You know what I mean? But anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Dylan Frehley Podcast. You can tweet or DM me through Instagram and follow me on both of those things, Twitter and Instagram, at the Dylan F Podcast, because I like followers. I like having followers. And um, also, if you want to be on the show or you have any ideas for anything in general, just DM me through Instagram or you can email me, the Dylan Farley Podcast at Outlook.com. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. quickly note we have made this our shortest episode yet we're only at 26 minutes our shortest one was like 33 minutes and our longest one was like 50 minutes and you definitely don't want to hear me ramble for 50 minutes so we've cut that like almost in half so yeah you're welcome less time will listen to me although you want more of it go listen to our 50 minute episode again that'll put you right into your happy place probably not me i don't like hearing myself talk and i don't like doing this but I do it because you all love me and you have your needs. I respect that. Now, if I can make it there, I'm gonna make it anywhere. It's up to you, New York.